Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. Sip on the go with a Starbucks iced shaken espresso. Our signature roast, shaken with ice, then finished with a splash of milk. Customize it to match your style on the Starbucks app. Make today a good day. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? Not just bikes. We also make a rower. Have you ever tried to row? Too hard. Not with Form Assist. It actually teaches you how to row. So it doesn't matter if you're a first-time rower or a seasoned pro. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Row risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Get you some facts right Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Song Facts Podcast. My name is Corey O'Flanagan, and I am your host. As always, this podcast is a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go and check out all those great shows. If you're a music lover, you will have endless amounts of podcast fun to enjoy. On the show today, we have a man named John Splithoff. John spent the first part of his career writing single after single. One of those, Sing To You, broke through and expanded his listener base in a major, major way. This allowed him to book some tours and festival gigs, as well as a short stint at a major label. He has since gone back to his independent roots. In 2019, John unintentionally prepared himself for the quarantine of 2020 by secluding himself and writing an album's worth of demos. Just before the world locked down, he went from New York City to LA and put some of the final touches on the album that was recently released called All In. John is a tremendously gifted musician. If you listen to any of his music, that is easy to see. And he's also a great songwriter who I am happy to have on the show and talk about his career in songs. So please enjoy John Splitoff. I would say, I wish I had the words to tell you how I feel tonight. Ray, I wish I could tell you that you make my world feel so right. Oh, I wish I could tell you all the things you mean to me. John, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I let's, let's just fire this up. How you doing? You 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 hanging in there? I'm good, man. Yeah, I. Um, thanks for having me. I am good all around. I just put out this record two weeks ago, and you know, after working on it for a year and a half, that feels really good. And now I'm just doing everything that goes with putting out a record. I mean, this is my first full-length album. Uh, so getting that out in the world is, you know, it's a good feeling. So now I'm just going, doing the next steps and, and trying to start booking some shows and, uh, you know, do everything to promote it that I yeah. can. Absolutely. Well, we're going to help do our little part that we can do. And I've, I've heard it. I've heard the whole thing front to back because I read a really great thing because you've kind of got this interesting story where you've done a ton of single work and haven't really dove into the whole idea of a full album. And I really like that you've done it. And so I really encourage everyone to go and do it. Cause I just, I've been listening to your music a ton. I just, I just have absolutely fallen in love with it. So 
Um, oh man, thanks, thank you so much. I yeah, absolutely, and, and thank you. What is I I read something else that was something that you said that this was kind of a long time coming, and it was kind of a slow burn for you getting this album out. And I was wondering why that is. Uh, I think there's a there's a lot of reasons why. Like you said, like the the single thing. Uh, I was just kind of playing that game for a while, and eventually it got me a label deal. And the label deal was was cool for, um, you know, two years. And then I just kind of found myself changing up my writing a little bit to try to, like, meet a demand of, like, okay, what's going to be the next single that, like, works? Um, and I just kind of got to this point where I didn't really like what I was writing. And it's, like, the, the deal with the label kind of came to a standstill. And there's no bad blood or anything. I was just, like, okay. happy to get off of it. Good. And then I just kind of found myself writing uh, like end of 2019, the music that would eventually uh, become this record. And that's why I think a lot of the songs, I like to think of half the songs on the record are extroverted and half the songs are introverted. Oh, interesting. Because um, half of this, because I, I think a lot of the, half of the songs on there are just kind of like, confessional love songs upbeat music and then the other half are just me sitting having so much time to just sit with my thoughts and try to figure out the kind of writing i want to do uh and it kind of gets a little heady you know like just spending a lot of time by yourself and trying to figure out what you want a full-length record to sound like um and then you know just I, I went out to LA to record a bunch of the, the songs. I had everything demoed out. Yeah. And I, you know, COVID wasn't even a thing <laughs> when I went out to, to LA to start recording this record. That was like the least of my worries. And then over the course of like late January to mid March, I was like, Oh man, like I'm, a little bit more concerned about like <laughs> what's going on in the world than like yeah. what kind of microphones we're using, what kind of microphones we're using to track vocals, you know? Um, and I actually, I, I finished tracking and recording out there and flew back the day that quarantine started. Oh, wow. So I went back to New York, like so, yeah. zero. <laughs> yeah. Got back to New York the day that lockdown was issued and because um, I originally wanted this album to get out over the last summer, but just from, you know, doing everything remotely and finishing a bunch of the production myself, like it took a long time and I had time to like overthink everything even more than I usually do. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then what do you know, like a year later, the thing came out and that's basically why it, it was a slow burn just from COVID uh, getting off of a label and having the time to just like figure out what I want my first full length LP to be, you know? Yeah. No, that's amazing After thing to be able to be a, in the industry doing what you've been doing as long as you've been doing it. And then to wrap your brain around kind of doing it in a different way and starting to look at songs working together versus just being individualized, which I would imagine was a, an interesting thing for you. I'm wondering if you have a preference after doing this now. Well, I, I like just 
the idea of like an album not having to be like not every song has to be like this yeah. is the song you know this is the next thing that's going to be like the big push you know like i like and that's that's tough for making a record is tough these days because no one has the uh <laughs> capacity no one has the time to really sit or it's rare for people to just like find the time to sit with something and listen to something the whole way through. You won't rag on uh, people, John, but I'll do it. No one has the attention span and myself included. <laughs> I listen to albums. I take my dog on a walk every day. And that's usually when I end up listening to albums front to back. Man, that is the perfect, that's like an album activity, you know, whether it's like walking your dog or folding laundry yeah. or, <laughs> you know, whatever, like it's good to have to do an album or running or something. Someone said like, hey man, I went on a run and listened to your record. I was like, good for you, man. I would hate to run to my, and listen to my music. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that sounds terrible. But if it works for you, great. Um, but yeah, man, well, it means a lot to me that you listen to the whole thing. And um, you know, it's just, I grew up listening to albums. Like I was a big Pink Floyd guy. Okay. And those are like, that's like an album band, you know, yep. or like the Beatles, like, um so i've always wanted to do like an album that you would listen to from start to finish and i'm I'm proud of how it turned out yeah you should be so one of the ones that caught my head was fahrenheit i can't stand the way i feel before 6 p.m but my problems slip away when sipping on the tonic engine tonight and let me let me just kind of take you into my head on it and then you kind of let me know because this is what we do on this and we're with john split off if you guys can hear him he's literally on the streets of soho with us which is just awesome <laughs> um and okay so fahrenheit to me seems to paint a picture of someone living in the moment and portrays really just kind of a happy person going through life. And I'm wondering mm -hmm. if, why do you or whoever the character is, and this is kind of going into a specific lyric, feel like they're living in a lucid dream? Um, I, I think this song is, isn't like, feel it like the, the person who is singing these lyrics or just, you know, telling this narrative isn't really like feeling any certain way about it. It's just like a matter of fact way of them reflecting on like this loop they're kind of living in. And yeah. I kind of connect that to living in a place like New York, having just moved here and like going out and seeing music every night and having like a great time. And then kind of just like getting used to waking up and feeling a certain way. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I think it's just like someone who knows what their vice is or their vices are. And they're just like, you know, this is who I am. This is the life I'm living right now. And it kind of feels like a dream just because of like the, the side effects of, you know, whether it's drinking or whether it's staying out so late or whatever, it's just like, this is their mindset and constant uh, feeling that they have. And that's why I just, I thought it was like a dream because it's like, 
they're chasing a feeling, yeah. you know, they're chasing uh, some sort of uh, euphoria. And um, yeah, man, like that's why it's elusive because the, like, they can't, they're not always going to get it. They're yeah. not like, they're trying to reach a certain, certain level of, of happiness or high, but it's hard to get to. No, I think that, okay. That makes a lot of sense to me. What, when you jump back and forth between New York and LA, is there a, do you feel when you're doing something like this, like a project this big where it starts in one place and kind of ends in another, can you go back and listen and sense the change in the sound and the music or does that happen throughout the process? That's a great question. I, um, I feel like I, like doing a lot of the work in New York with writing and demoing. And whenever I go out to LA and work with somebody to um, get something over the finish line with production, like I like to have as much done as possible over here. So there's not a lot of second guessing. So you're doing most of the, and I read you're doing most of the tracking yourself, right? You're playing most of the instruments and all that. Uh, to an extent, it depends on the song. I went out and worked out on uh, six songs with um, two guys who I had never actually met before. They, we, we were just conducted through mutual friends. Oh, interesting. Um, they're, they're Chris and Jesse. Their production duo is Like Minds. And, you know, we went out. I went out there just to do like two songs with them to see how it went. And it was a great fit. I loved working with them. Uh, but again, like, I think the arrangements and the writing and everything was like 95% there before I went out there. It's just like going out there and having like a certain amount of time to execute what, you know, is already thought out, just like yeah. doing it. So like some, like, you know, get a cleaner vocal, we retract drums, uh, get some real bass going and then just like add some, some ear candy on top of it. And then, yeah. Yeah, bits and bobs, my girlfriend would say. What, what's that? My girlfriend's from England. She'd say you're adding the bits and bops, the color. It's just adding the bits and bops here and there, and you know, <laughs> before you know, we got a record. Um, I, I gotta, I want to go back now a little bit because there's a song that really kind of put you on the map, and it was my first introduction to you, um, a few years ago, and then. The fact that I can hear that and then get to chat with you now is just amazing. That's why I love doing what I'm doing. But it's a sing to you. You want to keep it low key. Oh, but don't bring me down. Oh, just try to understand me. Won't you come a little closer and let me whisper to you? And I say, you don't have to worry about a single and on spotify alone you've got almost 45 million streams so congrats on that when you write a song like that and you've been you've already been going at it for quite a while um is there a feeling that you're getting during that process that you might have tapped into something that's going to hit people in the right way you know with that song I, I wrote that song when I moved to New York and I was crashing on my buddy's couch before I like found my own apartment and I would just walk around humming that bass line nonstop. 
<laughs> and he and it just took me forever to write lyrics to it. And he was like, "All right, man, like that's catchy, but like, will you just please do me a favor and write some lyrics and like stop humming that song because you're living in my apartment and I can't stop hearing that in my head too." <laughs> um, which I think is a good sign. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When the baseline you know, is catchy, that's something. Yeah. And I, that's, I think that was just a song that things kind of worked out with the writing and the production and um, yeah, it just kind of gave, you know, it, it, it's a good vibe of the song. Um, and it's, it's hard to uh, know if like that feeling is like, you know, I, I think I, what I wanted to avoid was try to keep writing songs to have that exact same feeling. Yeah. Um, but definitely like the the response and love that that song got was really inspiring and motivated me to keep doing this like to the best of my ability um but yeah it's you know i don't want to say that that song is like lightning in a bottle but that song definitely like gave me a bigger audience than i had before um and it's very di it's a very different thing than what this last album is that i put out um yep. but, but yeah there's definitely like bits i found this record that i think remind me of the feeling that i had when working on that song stay tuned for more song facts podcast right after this ever wonder how my voice is bouncing off your eardrums so clean and crispy no well let me tell you anyway the Lyra Microphone by AKG brings their legendary acoustic engineering to a versatile USB mic that delivers the highest quality audio in its class. USB connection. This is good for me because of the simplicity and the ability to just plug and play without an interface. You may have gathered from various episodes that I am doing this show on the road, so being that I record most interviews in a different location than the last, it is good for me to know that I have a high-quality, easy-to-transport-and-use USB mic like the Lyra to make sure my sound is clean. Whether you're like me and recording a podcast, a musician recording vocals or an instrument, or if you need to do a voiceover for a YouTube channel, Lyra's innovative AKG Adaptive Capsule Array adapts to your performance to record pristine audio. It has four versatile capture modes. What's a capture mode, you ask? That is how the mic picks up your voice. Just trust me, with these four options, it's really all you're going to need. With AKG Lyra, you'll be up and running in no time, no matter your experience level. There's no assembly, no need for separate audio interface, no fiddling with software settings. It just works right out of the box. And Lyra is something that is compatible with Windows, Mac, iOS, and Android devices, and all major recording softwares. So... If you're looking for a mic that offers ease of use along with a high-quality sound, check out the AKG Lyra and look no further. Got it. Okay. And I'm wondering with a song like that, because this, this kind of question just came to me because you said that you had just kind of gotten to New York and were finding your footing in the big city and you came from South Florida, Miami, was it? Because that's where you did school? I did school there and that I'm from Chicago originally. So okay. I, I went back to Chicago after I graduated and I recorded a couple songs there. Okay. And then moved to New York. Do you think a song like sing to you would have happened if you wouldn't have made the move to New York? 
Uh, it's hard to say. I'm always curious know. about that kind of thing because we are products of our environment, but I always wonder to what extent sometimes. Yeah, man, I don't, that's a good question. I, I moved to New York and then I remember going back to Chicago and it was Thanksgiving and I was playing guitar at my parents' house down in the basement. And I came up with the, the riff and my brother came down. He's like, what is that? I really like that. And I was like, I don't know. And I played it for my dad and he was like, that sounds familiar. I feel like that's been done before. <laughs> He's like, I feel like it's been done before. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I think like flying to and from and traveling and taking in different environments and that's, that's a key source of inspiration for whatever you do. Yeah. Um, and I, I think moving to New York seven years ago was a huge part of wanting to write differently, write with other people, uh, produce music with other people and, um, you know, just meet a lot of people being out and seeing music. And that song came to be just from, uh, right place right time i guess from yeah moving to new york and okay. going back to chicago you know yeah um okay let's let's jump back into the new album because i i've always just wondering about this and i'm wondering if on the new album if there's a track or two that you feel are a good showcase of your evolution as a songwriter and if you feel like maybe you've evolved as a songwriter because you thought about songs as an album versus a single I think uh, the first two tracks on the album, like, kind of cut to the, the core of me as a writer and just, like, uh, what my influences are. Uh -huh. Note to self. And value. They might not be the most uh, commercial pop songs on the record, but like when I listen to those first so two songs, I just feel like those are just so um, they, they hit close to home with me. Like the words in the first song, I kind of wrote about just like being yourself and not trying to change who you are for, for anybody else and, yeah. and just keep, keep, keep doing what you do because it, like it's, it was never a decision to, to pursue what you're doing. You know, it's just like, that's just, it was a uh, conclusion, you know, and track two value just feels like my, a bunch of my influences kind of put together into this like love song. Um, that also kind of has to deal with like, my place got broken into uh, like a year and a half ago and I lost like my favorite guitar that I grew up playing. Oh, and wow. then that guitar was on like every record that I recorded up to that point. So I think that song was just kind of about like letting go of material possessions and uh, focusing on things that matter more. And That's interesting. That. So did you find yourself, I have an original guitar that is just a piece of shit. And I mean, but it was like yeah. 99 bucks at like a guitar center back in the day. And I love playing it to this day. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. 
I think that that would have some sentimentalness too. But then I think, you know, hopefully you can spin your brain around to the mind that you did of like, am I valuing the right things here? Like that kind of mindset. Well, man, like don't sell your stuff short on the $99 (laughs) shit guitar. Like if that thing plays, plays well, it plays well. Or, or, you know, it fits in my hands. That's all that really matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I spent so much time trying to figure out what bass I want to buy. And I just ended up buying like $150 bass and I love it. That's it. Like, this is the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a mixture of just like sentimental growing up, learning how to play whatever songs on this thing and using it for recording. Um, but it's gone who knows if it's coming back people will randomly send me like craigslist links like this kind of <laughs> looks like your guitar i'm like yeah let's see the serial number nope it's not it oh wow i'm like and they didn't even take the, the case with it i'm like how is there no new york camera that doesn't have this bright blue guitar <laughs> like somebody walking down the street with this bright blue guitar yeah well, hopefully yeah. it turns up. Um, okay, I think my favorite song on the new album, because like I said, I listened to it when I was walking my dog, and it's WGYG, or I'm pretty sure that's whatever gets you going. Come on, give me some insight. Let's dive into your love. Because I need to feel you running up through my blood. I want to make you move. Keep it loose. Bathing in the And I I think as I'm walking my dog, like I'm usually in a really good mood and just like listening to good music no matter what. But I just get this like extra bounce in my step because it's such a nice upbeat and just gives you that bounce, I think. So I've got to ask, what's the story behind this one? That song definitely uh, has some pep in the step. (laughs) Um, That song I co-wrote with uh, my friend, Ben Antellis and Mike Campbell. And we wrote it um, like two, like, I want to say September or October of 2019. And I don't know, it was just really nice out still. And we wanted something that kind of matched uh, the weather that we, we were experiencing that day. And also, I think just the lyrics of that are just, you know, kind of universal love song just a celebration of life and love and somebody who excites you and uh you excite them and i think when i we came up with those lyrics whatever gets you going it was it just reminded me of like a total like dad line like hey whatever gets going whatever gets you going (laughs) um yeah and like you said like we just wanted something that would be fun to walk to or like roller skate to or be outside riding a bike. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of wrote something that would just feel good to like drive with the sunroof open and the windows down. And that's, like it. that's, how, that's how the song came up. 
Exactly. No, yeah. That's that's wonderful. Okay, I've got one more for you. Then I'm going to let you get back to uh, to to getting wherever you've got to go. But I've, I've I don't want to ask directly what your influences are because you've kind of touched on them. And I think if anybody goes and listens to your catalog enough, you can start to like pinpoint some sounds and things like that. Right. But I'm wondering if you could collaborate with anyone, living or dead, who would that be? And it doesn't have to just be one person. Oof. That's, I always struggle with this question because I don't know. It's, it's, uh, there's, there's a lot of producers who I look up to and love like Pharrell for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. I, I think Calvin Harris is an amazing musician producer. Yeah. Uh, but living or dead. I don't, that's the thing is like, there's all these people who I look up to and grew up listening to, but, I don't know if I would like want to, I would love to jam with them and just like, um, you know, like, I don't know because I look at my music as like, I'm never going to think my music is as cool as like the music I grew up listening to, you know? I know what you mean uh, by that. You, you know what I'm saying? And you kind of don't want to like, what's the old saying? Like, you don't, you never want to meet your heroes or something. There's something to like, that. Yeah, because they're so well, built I mean, up. That's the idea. They're so built up that there's no way that they can live up to whatever's going on in our heads. Yeah, like I know I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I my biggest regret is never getting the opportunity to see Prince in concert. Oh, me neither. And I'm from, uh, I've lived in Minnesota for years. Oh man, so you know the opportunities uh, I could have had to see him at First Ave are just unreal, and I just I can't believe that I didn't do it. Oh man. Is, is First Ave open now? I don't know if it's right. open now, but I think it still exists. Right, right. They're, I assume they're going to slowly start to have some music opening. Yeah. Is that like getting on your radar? Here. Are you starting to book some stuff? Yeah, I've been playing uh, just a couple of like one-off things here and there. Okay, cool. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking to book a tour for the... For, um, like top of 2021 uh, and then just like play some things throughout the year here and there. Yeah. No, I mean, it's interesting as I like continue to open up different social medias and, and reading different news sources on music, how these like these festivals for later in the year are starting to come together. And as someone who's loves music, I get excited. I can't imagine as a performer where you're getting at. Oh man. I went and saw, my first like I, my buddy was playing at uh, a jazz club in the East Village last Saturday and going it was so tiny and I was just like oh my god I have not been inside a music venue in over a year oh. and then and then the, they had a, a, a foot switch on stage uh, for the fog machine and I was like <laughs> dude I have never been so pumped to smell and see and hear a fog machine <laughs> my whole life. Um, so, yeah. Well, I need, I need more of that. Hopefully, as we kind of get out of this and, and come out the other side, we start seeing some of that and then remembering that we don't have to take little things like that for granted. But, um, hey, totally. John, thanks so much, man. The new album is all in. The new album is out, so I encourage anyone listening to go and check it out. And I hope you have a great rest of your day, man. Thanks for spending some time with me. 
Absolutely, Corey. Thanks so much, man. Have a great one. Big thank you to John for coming on the show and talking about his new album and some of the songs from his past and just his career in general. Guys, go check out his catalog. It is just endless amounts of feel-good, upbeat, happy tunes. As always, for the stories behind the songs, go to songfacts.com. Thanks so much. Looking to expand or move your company? Look no further than Ohio. With a talented workforce for in-demand industries like tech, healthcare, engineering, manufacturing, and more, you can staff up and scale for growth. Ohio's central location and reliable infrastructure will help you impress your customers, while Ohio's affordable cost of living and quality of life will excite your employees. Why survive somewhere else when your business can thrive in Ohio? Visit successinohio.com today. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? Not just bikes. We also make a rower. Have you ever tried to row? Too hard. Not with Form Assist. It actually teaches you how to row. So it doesn't matter if you're a first-time rower or a seasoned pro. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Row risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.